Hello and welcome to In The Shower with Taz and Marcus, a bite-sized informative podcast that's aimed to be listened to while you're in the shower. But really, you can listen to it anywhere at all. And we really do mean anywhere. You can listen to this while you've got a lion in a headlock and you're ruining someone's uh, safari trip. Wow, Marcus, you went right in there. Just looking upon my family memories for inspiration. (laughs) You can listen to it while you're making Rice Krispie Buns. You can listen to it while you're in a rocking chair, rocking back and forth, having a full-blown existential crisis like I did after researching this week's episode. (laughs) You can listen to it absolutely anywhere. What is the whole point of this podcast, Marcus? The whole point of this podcast is that we tackle the mysteries of the world. Those questions that you've always wanted answered but never took the time to look at, we do it for you. Listeners sending questions they've always wondered the answer to, and we do our best to debunk them. Thus far, we've answered questions like, do periods actually sync up? Why do we put up Christmas trees? How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Why do we fall in love? What's an itch? And loads more. I suppose you could say... We expand your mind while you wash your behind. And this week is no different, although it's very intense. It's so intense. Yeah, this one's heavy. Um... I'm going to say that this is probably the biggest question. This and woodchucks are the biggest question we've ever answered on In The Shower. So this question comes all the way from the Philippines from a Miss Sheena Villegas. Yeah, listen, Sheena, um, thank you for sending in the question. Genuinely, this melted my head. Um, This is one of the best questions we've ever received. It was a lot of fun to research. Um, And that question is... Are alternate universes real and it's possible that we're living in one of those multiple realities at once? So this week's question is probably the deepest and most profound question we've ever tackled on In The Share with Taz and Marcus. Agreed. I mean, short of answering, you know, massive questions like what's the meaning of life and is there a god and what's she like? Um, This is the big one. Of course, listen, I, I know my place as a, as, a mere, as a mere male. Okay, so Marcus, this week's question comes all the way from the Philippines. I love how we're getting so many international questions. Do you know what? Irish listeners, you're slacking. I'd say nine, maybe eight out of ten questions we get asked are from non-Irish listeners. Absolutely. Well, listen, this one uh, comes, as you said, from the Philippines. What's Sheena asking, Taz? She has asked us if alternate universes are real and if it's possible that we're living in multiple realities at once. Sheena, thank you for asking the easy questions. Out of all the mysteries in the world, you just had to go for the entire fucking observable world. (laughs) Marcus has been looking into this question for the past few days and I don't think I've ever seen him closer to an existential crisis in my entire life. The only time that I've come closer to like being in an existential crisis this was like after my first philosophy lecture in college after doing existentialism when I literally just like collapsed into a little ball of going you did physics in college no I did philosophy in college you did philosophy in college I did philosophy in college yeah what else did you do in college I did a joint major in philosophy and music I did not know that employable anyway um, but like looking at the whole theory of alternate realities and multiple universes and everything like that um, it's it's like a conspiracy theory. The more you look into it, the more you convince yourself that it's all absolutely true. Um, and on that note, as we just said, I, I went to college to do uh, philosophy and music and ended up dropping out. I'm not a quantum physicist <laughs> or a qualified philosopher. I've just taken a look at a lot of things presented and written by people far more intelligent than myself and tried to distill some kind of bite-sized answer. I'm very excited. Do you have an answer for Sheena? 
well, let me just restate that this did freak me out. And the levels of thought that people have put into this are very deep and very fascinating. Yeah, the, the kind of the idea of other worlds and realities have definitely, it's definitely fascinated humankind forever. I know it's kept me awake the odd night. It's just, it's wacky. I know. Have you seen like um, Inception or yeah. Interstellar and everything Interstellar. like that? Like they're all, um, like that's, uh, humans are fascinated by this. But you know what? Having looked into the actual facts, let's start on the assumption that the answer is yes. The evidence for alternate realities is pretty clear-cut and has been given the thumbs up by some of the greatest minds in science and philosophy. But let's start looking at this at an atomic level, looking at how the smallest particles known to us actually behave. An atomic level. What's what's your favourite atomic hidden song? Um, probably Eternal Flame, which actually <laughs> ties into the first experiment. What what on earth do atomic hidden have to do with con- with quad? What on earth do Atomic Kitten have to do with quantum physics? Well, more the eternal flame, uh, which is for this. <laughs> a brilliant song. Yeah, li- listen. Is this burning an <laughs> eternal flame? That used to be on my sing star and it was one of my go-tos. So good. Such a good um, but basically, the eternal flame in this case is going to act as a light source for what is called the double slit experiment. <laughs> the double what to Uzi now? The double slit experiment. Um, so when I was researching this, this is the exact point at which my brain started melting. Um, scientists shot light through two slits in a piece of paper to see how the electrons would appear on a wall behind, um, thinking that it would just be two, lines. two slits. Yeah. Um, and actually, fun fact, one of the main scientific leaders on further experiments on this was none other than Werner Heisenberg, as in you know Heisenberg from Breaking Bad. Uh, well, I'm sure an alternate reality exists where I've watched Breaking Bad. But go on. I've not seen Breaking Bad. No, I'm terrible with TV shows. Ah, oh, jeez. Anyway, listen, not to go into the experiment too much, but um, the, electro- the electrons fired at first acted like waves, uh, which they didn't expect. They expected it to just be two slits, but they actually interfered with each other and they couldn't tell which electrons were going through the two slits. Um, so they decided to take out a camera which could observe the electron patterns. But when they observed with the camera the electrons changed their behavior and it was almost as if they knew that they were being observed. What? How insane is that? Okay, what? So, the scientists actually actually theorized that the electrons were existing in two places at once in a phenomenon called superposition, which is freaky enough, but I mean, if something can exist in two perceivable places at once, that could kind of mean that multiple things could exist in multiple places through three, through these superpositioned electrons, maybe even on multiple reality planes. Okay, right. So that's one little experiment that kind of showed off physical anomaly. But surely you need some more hard evidence to be as freaked out as you are. Well, that's the thing that there's loads of physical evidence. Like the the more I looked into this the more stuff was put in front of me. Like, there are literal physical artifacts that loads of people think slipped through the planes of reality from different times into ours. Okay, okay, whoa, 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 okay. No, I'm serious. Like, there are things, like, proper items that have been excavated that people think come from a different reality but have slipped into our world. I am so, so baffled by this. Right, so, listen... Over the past hundred years, and before that, 
a bunch of artifacts have been found on archaeological digs that, uh, when when carbon dated, because they weren't normal artifacts to find on these digs, when they were carbon dated, they appeared to be way older than possible because they shouldn't have existed during that time. Like and a lot, in a lot of cases, humans didn't exist during that time. I hope they don't carbon date you. They'll put you in a museum and we won't be able to hang out anymore. <laughs> Just have to get a sly dig in there. <laughs> I'm getting old. Anyway, um, <laughs> the two best known artifacts that can't be explained. Uh, the first is the London Hammer, uh, which was discovered in Texas. It's an iron and wood hammer, which was found encased in the middle of a rock in Texas in the 1930s. Literally in the middle of a rock. Like, properly embedded in rock. Like, listeners... I'm going to put some images of these artifacts on our Facebook page. They're, they are well worth a look. Um, and The thing is, when they carbon dated the London Hammer, and when you think, I said it's iron and wood, when you think about when the Iron Age was, they expected it to be from around that time. Right. The carbon test of both the hammer and the rock it was encased in said it was over 500 million years old, which is far before humans existed. Wait, but like, is it would it would it not be more probable that the carbon dating was faulty as opposed to? It's the fact that they carbon dated the rock as well. They carbon dated multiple things. They carbon dated the wood. They carbon dated the iron, and they carbon dated the rock. So is this saying that on on our planet Earth there is other realities? Could be. Listen, um, there are loads of unexplainable artifacts. Um, I'm going to keep going because we do need to keep this episode bite-sized. And I'm just conscious about running over. Uh, but I, I'm going to put a couple of links on our Facebook page. So do check that out. It's just in the share with Taz and Marcus. Just type it into your search bar and prepare, it, and prepare for your mind to be absolutely melted. People believe that these items just slipped between the gap in realities. Like, it's, it's, it's weird. And the more you look into it, the more you're like, bah! Oh my god! Okay, right. So what next? You're 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 slowly. I don't know if I'm going to say chipping away at my skepticism. Am I, am I converting you? Because no. I've converted myself. I don't know, but right. Okay, so this is kind of going slightly off Sheena's question, but this is the thing that actually interested me the most when I was researching. Um, if we move away from time traveling, five hundred million year old hammers, and even slightly away from the concept of alternate realities, um, I want to think about talk about the thing that properly freaked me out. And that's not the fact that our established reality that we know could exist with an infinite number of variations on an infinite number of planes, but rather that it might not exist at all in the way that we understand. Right, okay, so you're going to have to explain this to me. So, like, as in, when we are sitting down at this table in the studio recording right now, there might be other things going on that we don't know about, kind of thing. Well, that's the whole concept of infinite reality, that basically there is an infinite number of realities existing at any one time. Um, there's loads of talk about this in, like, modern media. Rick and Morty, the whole show revolves around alternate realities. Um, but I'm moving completely on uh, the other spectrum of that and saying that there aren't infinite realities. What if... Instead of that, the case was that the reality we lived in wasn't a reality at all. And what if it was a simulation? Right, okay. So, okay, so listen. Everything we've talked about before is kind of restrained by the limits of human understanding, like even by the smartest humans. And that the belief that a set of rules uh, from physics, biology, and chemistry hold the world that we live in together, regardless of, you know, the potential side-by-side -side existence of multiple planes of reality. Correct. Yes, okay, as confused as I am, I follow. 
what if the next step beyond that was to maybe suggest that the world we live in doesn't actually exist at all? And that everything we know, everything we've experienced, and everything that we've done in our lives is actually part of a simulation. Okay, a, a simulation, what do you mean by that? A simulation. So, listen, I, I'm going to give you a couple of quotes okay. to give you this. Like, okay. This theory has been backed up by everyone from Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, the American physicist, to Stephen Hawkins, who passed away recently, pouring out a drop for, for my fallen homie. He, um, he thinks that... He was a firm believer in this. To Elon Musk, who is seen as a, one of the most phenomenal minds of our generation. Does they think that the world that we live in right now doesn't exist at all? No, th- it's not that it doesn't exist. So, like, Elon Musk, for example, said, 40 years ago, we had Pong. Two rectangles and a dot. Fast forward to the present day, and we have photorealistic 3D simulation games with millions of players playing online simultaneously and soon we'll have virtual and augmented reality. If you assume any rate of improvement at all, like even looking at the rate of improvement we've had in the last 40 years, then before long, the games that we're playing will become indistinguishable from reality. And if you want to take that into account and assume that there could be billions of these simulations running at once, then the odds of this actually being base reality are one in billions. Like, the idea is not that you know, this world is fake. The idea is that humanity will evolve to a point where we are going to be able to create a simulation which is indistinguishable from real life and just that someone else kind of beat us to it and we're in one of those simulations. Right. So, like, almost like the Truman Show kind of thing. Well, the Truman Show, that was a, that was a set. It wasn't a simulation. Like That was something built around one guy. Right. So this is like, how, how did Neil deGrasse Tyson say it? He was like, you know, imagine that you, you take our most powerful computers now and you, you go forward a thousand years and all of a sudden those computers, you, you can program them to have free will. You can program them to have a conscience. And then all you have to do is program in the rules by which the world operates, the rules that you can't put your hand through a wall or you can't fly or defy gravity or anything like that. And then, you know, the rest is just, it's its insane to think about. Genuinely. Um, okay, this is absolutely mental. So you're telling me that all I know and all I could ha- ever have known could just be lines of code thousands of years in the future where we consider ourselves to be now. Yeah, kind of. Um, well, actually, you know what? Like, this is obviously... It is brain meltingly kind of complex to think about, and this it's very easy to say no, that's not real. Like I can touch my face and I can feel my face, and I know everything is real. Um, but I mean, like com- uh, the way a computer works isn't dissimilar to a human brain, and as computing power increases, you can only assume that like it'll get to a point where a, a, an active computer can recreate every synapse in the human brain. But isn't that's terrifying? Granted. But, according to Elon Musk, uh, who I quoted before, Mr. Tesla himself, he actually says that we should hope that we are living in a simulation. Why? Because, like, if civilization stops advancing um, due to war or some, like, you know, maybe nuclear holocaust or, like, global warming or some other, like, calamitous event, Uh everyone will probably die. So it's either 
um, we create or already have created simulations which are indistinguishable from reality and we live in one now or civilization will cease to exist. I feel like my head is going to explode. Do you want me to simulate you a painkiller? Oh my God, please. Okay. Yeah, there's yeah, there's so much I'm, to talk about I'm here. actually baffled by this. But I know we've just scratched the surface, but do you actually have an answer? Right, Sheena. Um, if we ever do decide to do a five-hour-long special of In the Shower with Taz and Marcus, it could easily be on this, because this is an extremely current and hot topic right now, and a lot of people are both thinking and talking about it. Um, obviously, as an unqualified person, I can't give you a definite answer. I wish I could. But what I can say is that the brightest minds in the modern world seem to firmly believe in alternate realities being not just possible, but very likely from a quantum physics perspective, and that there's also a massive chance, the low end of which um, being about a 20% chance, and then the high end of which being like, you know, a billion to billion to billion to billion chance. Like Elon Musk, as I said, says there's like a one in a billion chance that what we're living in is base reality. Um, so that's it. Yeah, pretty much the answer is yes, Sheena. I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. That's that's so much to think about. I know. And the thing is, this, this is so interesting to think about. I'm fascinated by this. I'm definitely going to keep on researching this um, like after this episode is done. There are a ton of amazing talks about this on YouTube. There's TED Talks. There's a, you know, there's people who are incredibly, incredibly well-versed in this and present it in a fantastic way. We really, when I say we scratch the surface, you can barely even see the scratch. There's so much yeah. to this. Um, if you are interested in this and you want to dive down the rabbit hole, please do. And, if you know, if you want to go old school, and I remember looking at this in college, look at uh, Plato's allegory of the cave which is like people have been thinking about this, about like how we're, we can only experience the world that we know and that, you know, the idea that we might be living in a simulation or not, a reality is so uncomfortable that we back away from it. It's fascinating. So in in the other realities, like do they think there's other human beings? So no, the, the, the idea of an alternate reality is that it could be exactly the same as this one with just a tiny variation. So, I mean, you're wearing a white jumper now, but there could be a reality where you're wearing a black jumper. Oh my god, I'm actually uh, There could be an alternate reality where you're not a podcaster, where you're actually a a fisher woman. There could be a reality where I am you. And is that fisher woman of me, does she think that does she know that I also exist? No, you don't know that she exists. That's the whole point. But she could. Oh my god, it's so crazy. There's an infinite number of planes and then when you actually I think this is one of the things that has made me think about infinity in the most in the most kind of interesting way. That is, no, I'm, I actually want to look this up. It's so bizarre. I'm going to watch Interstellar again tomorrow <laughs> because I think having looked at this a little bit, you know what? I, I'm fascinated. I'm <laughs> okay, hooked. right, right. Yeah. Before, before we uh, dissolve into an existential mess, do we have any alternate reality facts? Um, I actually, yeah, I do have a couple of facts. Um, funnily enough, if you type in uh, alternate and facts into into Google, you get a lot of stuff on oh Donald God. Trump. So I had to pull up a kind of a couple of alternative ones. Um, the first one is, um, do you remember The Matrix in the nineteen nineteen ninety nine? Have you seen The Matrix? No, I haven't. Oh, I Jesus. know I haven't watched anything, but so, I do know it. Basically, The Matrix introduced a lot of people to the idea that we could be living in a computer, and Keanu Reeves was the star of that. Keanu Reeves donated an enormous chunk of his uh, salary 
to the back end special effects team saying that they were the real heroes. Good on you, Keanu. Like something like thirty-five million dollars. Jesus. Gave them to the back end team. How sound? So, yeah. So there you go. There's one fact. No matter what reality you're in, Keanu Reeves is sound. <laughs> and then, okay, I have one more fact, and this is kind of a little story. Look more into it because it's freaky as well. Okay. Um, it's just look up the visitor from Tored. T A U R E D. So this guy arrived in Haneda International Airport in Japan, in Tokyo, in 1954, claiming to be from a country called Tored, which is located between Italy and France. Um, when he was told that it, it didn't exist, he produced all kinds of documentation, including a passport, bank statements, and a driver's license, all saying that he was from this country. Um, when asked to point it out on a map, he pointed to where Andorra is, and he was getting angry because he said that this was a European country, with thousands of years of history. Um, now, he might have just been, you know, being misunderstood or he might have been drunk. We've all been drunk getting off a long half flight, eh, Taz? <laughs> but um, this is where it gets weird. Um, he was brought to a hotel to be kind of detained because they wanted to question him. Because, you know, 1954 Japan, it was like a lot of kind of potential spying and it was coming into the nuclear arms race. He was kept in constant supervision in a hotel while the police were planning to launch a, a proper investigation. And out of nowhere, from under the under the people's noses, he disappeared into thin air, as did all his documents. And here's the kicker. They weren't in the hotel. They were kept in airport security. What? If that doesn't make the X-Files music play oh on God, repeat I actually, in your head, just, I, I, I don't a know wave what will. Of like, Oh my God, that's so weird. That's so scary. Oh my God. But hey, there might be an alternate reality where it's not scary at all. I am, I'm, I'm so baffled by this whole thing. And the last story of the guy from Torah, that's, that's just amazing. It's crazy, isn't it? There's low. There, there are so many of these stories. Like, uh, I you feel know a bit what? Weird about I'm going to put a couple of links up on our Facebook page. We'd love you to check those out because, <laughs> honestly, usually we just give a definitive answer and it's a yes or no and kind of have a bit of fun with it. But this is just so deep. Thank you so much, Sheena, for sending the question in. Um, it was a great one. Yeah, I, I had fun <laughs> doing that. Thank you, Sheena. And thank you guys so much for listening. We are now on episode, I think this is about 33, 34 maybe. So yeah, definitely in, a, in the mid-30s. In the mid-30s. So if this happens to be your first episode of In the Shower with Taz and Marcus, first off, I apologise because Jesus Christ. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, secondly, you, they, they can also be really lighthearted and fun. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, um, yeah, go back and have a listen to the bank of episodes. There's episodes on every possible question you can imagine and they're a lot of fun. Genuinely, like th- this is information that'll make you more fun at dinner parties. It'll make you a great conversationalist. It'll make you sexier. That's that's a scientifically proven fact. If we can, if we improve one thing on In The Shower, it's that all of, this, all of this information will make you sexier. 100%. Also, guys, if you could just do us one favor, believe it or not, the way a podcast succeeds or fails is all about word of mouth. So if you could please, 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 please recommend us to one person be your friend your sister your brother your granny whoever that may be if you think somebody would enjoy this podcast please do let them know about it we really appreciate it unless your granny is actually a simulation simulated granny she makes tea but she is also a computer <laughs> oh god <laughs> if if you are like Sheena and you you have a question that you would like to bunt over the course of your shower or a bite sized section of time then you can get us on Facebook 
Um, all you have to do to get us on Facebook is type in In The Shower With Taz and Marcus into the search bar. Um, and if you want to get us on Twitter, just look up at In The Shower Pod. If you want to send us an email with your question or just to say hello, we'd love to hear you just saying hello. Hello. <laughs> It's me. Is it me you're looking for in an alternate reality? <laughs> you can get us at in the shower podcast at gmail.com. And like I said, we'd love to hear from you, even if you just want to say hi. Um, a couple of thank yous. Thank you to Alan and Paddy and Rebecca in Headstuff Podcast Network. Thank you uh, for, for doing what you're doing and, uh, and allow us to debunk the mysteries of the world on a weekly basis. Next up, thank you so much to Flo Robinson, who did our lovely cover art. We love you, Flo. Flo, you are a legend. A final thank you uh, to David Gertzman. Um, who who wrote our theme music, which goes a little something like this: one, two, three, four. Bum da da bum da bum da 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 bum da da bum da da bum da bum da 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 bum bum da da bum bum da 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 bum bum da da bum bum da 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 bum bum. Next week's question. Next week's question. Next week's question comes from a Miss Courtney Anglin and wants to know. Why do we get dizzy when we spin? That question is going to be at next Monday in time for your morning shower. So listen, have a great week. We look forward to you tuning in again. And in the meantime, keep scrubbing. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.